The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. As you heard right here on 6.30 Ched yesterday afternoon, the province announced it believes the first shipment of vaccine will arrive in early January and that a phased approach will be taken as to who will get the vaccine and when. Premier Kenny also announced Paul Winnick as the head of the COVID-19 vaccine task force. Mr. Winnick currently serves as Deputy Minister of Municipal Affairs, but came to government in October of 2019. After a 38-year mili- career in the military, he retired as Commander of the Canadian Army and Vice Chief of Defence Staff last summer. Mr. Winnick said yesterday that he looks forward to the challenge and promises Albertans this. I look forward to the challenge ahead. And I want to be very clear that I, that I do not look at these vaccines simply as objects to deliver or a work task to complete. Each and every dose of vaccine represents an Albertan who needs to be protected and is vital to protecting not just their health, but their livelihoods as well. My commitment to Albertans is that we will do everything within our control to ensure no Albertan has to wait any longer than absolutely necessary. Mr. Winnick joins us this afternoon on the show. Paul, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon, Jaylen. Thank you for having me. Well, it's nice. We've been talking, I think, for a couple of years about getting you on the show, and uh, here we are. So thank you for making the time. Uh, A couple of things to begin with. You started with Municipal Affairs in October of of last year, and very very quickly the pandemic was uh, upon us, and very quickly you were part of the team, you know, fully immersed with the pandemic response plan here in Alberta. Yesterday you talked about helping procure um, PPE, can you tell us more about your role over the past year and and how that has prepared you for uh, being the head of this task force? Well, thanks, uh, Jalen. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was a, a good sort of prelude into the most recent task uh, that I've been assigned. Uh, so I, I do have some background, obviously, in the military and at the federal government level. But this was a, a good year to sort of uh, get involved, obviously, with the provincial government. Um, learn my ministry, learn sort of uh, how the provincial government runs. And probably more significantly, uh, you're probably aware, but Municipal Affairs oversees emergency management. So the Alberta Emergency Management Agency actually falls under my minister, uh, Minister Allard, and we help run that. So there were some some intersection points with sort of dealing with uh, large-scale crises even before we got into the COVID crisis. Uh, Paul, what did you think when they asked you to do this job? It's a big one. It's an important one. It is weighing on the minds of Albertans very heavily. And I know that you've had a lot of big jobs over your career and you've um, you've had a lot of important ones as well. But when you were asked to do this job, when, what, what, what went through your mind? Well, I think uh, I, I think initially I was a, a bit taken back, aback. It's a, it's a big job, but I, I know I speak not only for myself, but for the team that we're assembling uh, we are we are truly honored and we're, and we're energized uh, because we're having an opportunity to contribute, you know, as best we can uh, to bring Albertans out of the pandemic. And I, I can't think of a more important thing to work on right now. We know in Ontario that retired General Rick Hillier was named to pretty much the same position uh, there. What is it about the military background uh, that prepares you for this job? Are there comparisons, do you believe? Uh, well, I think 
I think any background sort of brings uh, different and unique skill sets. Uh, you know, I can certainly speak to uh, to my background and. You know, over the years, I think we get a lot of training, education, and the opportunity to to plan and execute multifaceted and complex operations uh, over a short period of time. You know, I, when I look at my own background, probably the most recent involvement was in Western Canada when we had the uh, the floods in Manitoba in uh, 2011, and I was the commanding general out west here at the time, working out of Edmonton. Uh, and on very short notice, we, we deployed about 2,500 troops to uh, to Manitoba, mainly from Alberta, to uh, to respond to that disaster. So I, I think it's just the ability that that uh, one accrues over time and the experience to adapt to rapidly changing situations and uh, and, and to bring those planning efforts to uh, to bear. So. You know, one thing that the military background does bring is, once again, a very good educational system. I mean, we have schools that actually teach what we call the operational planning process uh, and the ability to uh, to tackle complex problems. But it's it's not unique to the military, but it is a, a skill set that I think uh, uh, veterans bring to the table. Paul Winnick joining me this afternoon, and he has been announced as the head of the COVID-19 vaccine task force here in Alberta, um, also deputy minister with municipal affairs. Sir, what is the biggest challenge that is facing the team right now? Uh, well, I think uh, right now we're just getting up and running. It's sort of orienting ourselves to uh, to make sure we understand what the issue is. Now, I will say at the outset Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services have been working on this problem for months, and they have great, great plans. Our job is, I think, more not to uh, not to jump in uh, and and ostensibly lead this. It's more to make sure that the coordination is there, the linkage is there, uh, the oversight is there, and that we kind of look at the problem from a different angle uh, with the team we've assembled. I mean, we've got a number of planners, supply chain experts, uh, IT experts, communications experts will essentially just take a sober second look at the plan and uh, and make sure that we've de-risked it as much as possible. Uh, there's redundancy in there. And just always keeping in mind the aim of what we want to do, which is to ensure the most rapid and efficient distribution of the vaccines uh, in accordance with, uh, with government priorities. So uh, I'm actually very confident uh, from what I've seen in the short t- time I've been in the job that uh, Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services have some great plans in place. And sir, yesterday you said in your in your opening statements um, at the at the at the, at the um, news or yesterday afternoon that you will do everything in your control to ensure that no Albertan has to wait longer than necessary. So what does that look like? And you know, there's got to be a balance of making sure that it's it's rolled out on time, that people aren't waiting longer than necessary, but making sure that it's done in a proper and safe way. Yeah, no, exactly, Jaylen. And a lot of this, once again, falls on Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services. Um, they are working right now, as the uh, as the premier announced, on sort of a phased introduction uh, that will target uh, in the early phases, certainly sort of January to March, uh, those who are at uh, at greatest risk, um, frontline healthcare workers, uh, where you know workforce capacity is an issue, particularly those who work in ICUs. Um, on reserve First Nations, Inuit and Métis individuals, uh, uh, seniors uh, over over 65, uh, seniors as well, 
Um, but all, of, of course, all of this is predicated on when we get the vaccine. So I know we're working hand in glove uh, with the federal government. I will tell you, we don't have exact dates uh, yet. And of course, things can fluctuate uh, a little bit. But I think everything is on track from what I've heard thus far to sort of roll it out in those phases. Uh, that would be the first phase. Uh, the second phase uh, will sort of build on uh, priority folks with more input from Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services. And I think we'll probably, as we see it right now, the general population will be looking at sort of starting in, hopefully in, uh, in early fall. So there is oh, a right. plan, I just, but, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jalen. No, no, that's okay. Yeah, there is a plan, and we heard that phase one, phase two, phase three yesterday. So we, we saw kind of who would be in that phase one. I think a lot of people are wondering who is going to be in that phase two area. Can you provide any more insight on that? And I guess my other question, too, is, is how do you make that decision? What information comes to you? How will you be basing that decision? Well, I want to be very clear at the outside. It's not uh, at the outset. It's not me who is making that decision. I mean, I'm uh, I'm overseeing this small team to assist Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services in actually the logistics and the rollout. Uh, so it's probably more a question for uh, for the okay. folks from Alberta Health. But it, it's very much I think they have to look at uh, at who's most at risk, uh, the uh, the stress on the healthcare system. Uh, they have to consider all federal priorities as well, federal guidelines, but ultimately it's it's a provincial decision in that regard and, uh, and, and, and really kind of sort of parse it in that way. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, but I, like I said, I'll say at the outset, that's not something that, that I would be uh, deciding upon. All right, you just get told. <laughs> You'll get told at that point, all right? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very focused on making sure that vaccine gets to where it needs to be as fast as possible. So, uh, Paul, who will be administering the vaccines? We you, you talked yesterday about getting the vaccine into um, into the, the, the I, my notes here. I, of course, they're gone. But getting into the into the healthcare practitioners. Are we looking at nurses? Are we looking at doctors? And how are we going to make sure that we have those those number of people? Do you do you have that answer yet? Well, I don't. I don't. But I can tell you, Alberta Health has a has a very good plan on that as to who's administering it, when, and how that will roll out and there's an incredible amount of detailed planning uh, that they have done and will be doing in that regard. Okay, when it comes to storing those uh, vaccines, we heard people talking about it yesterday, the Premier touching on it yesterday. Again, I know this is all a part of, you know, the things that kind of come underneath, but is is uh, the province saying yesterday that we're very well prepared on that front? I mean, that's going to be a bit of a challenge. Do you see any cause, uh, pause for concern at, at this point? No, not at this point at, at all, Jalen. And, and as the Premier said yesterday, there's the two doses of vaccine, the, uh, the, or the two types, the Pfizer, yeah. uh, which is the, requires the ultra-low temperature storage and transport. And then the Moderna, uh, it requires a low temperature as well, but not quite as low. I think uh, Pfizer is minus 80 and Moderna about minus 20. Um, we already have depots here in Alberta that are capable of storing the Pfizer vaccine at, uh, at minus 80. So we are, uh, Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services are already in the process of acquiring additional uh, low temperature uh, storage facilities, uh, freezers. And I might underscore they've already begun to arrive, which I think is a real testament once again to the anticipation and the planning uh, on the part of Alberta Health Services uh, and Alberta Health. 
Uh, but even the, um, the freezers that we have now uh, are large freezers and c- could store an incredible amount of vaccine. So I am not concerned about that at all. All our job will be to do is essentially make sure that we have redundancy uh, uh, across the system. And, and a lot of that is just for flexibility and logistics. Sir, we've we've heard that the military, the Canadian Armed Forces, has uh, put Op Vector into place. Um, named, you know, they've they've called what could be their role in vaccine distribution. Op Vector. We heard earlier today that uh, the CAF is going to conduct a test on Monday as it prepares for what it's calling the most ambitious and complex vaccine rollout in in Canadian history. I'm cons- I, I'm wondering if um, there has been any conversations at this point between um, the Alberta government and um, and and the military about any potential use of their capabilities in in helping with this rollout yeah absolutely Jalen uh, so first of all I'll start by saying based on what I know thus far I don't think uh, I'm almost certain we're not going to require any support from the Canadian Armed Forces but that being said, um, you know, one of the first things that we did, certainly uh, when I got in and a number of our team, is we've made those connections. Uh, our team is already talking to uh, Danny Fortin in Ottawa. Uh, in, as you know, he's heading up the logistics side of the task force. I've exchanged email with the chief of the defense staff uh, last night, and our team here is uh, just making sure we're well aware of what the Canadian Forces is doing. Uh, that they're aware of what we're doing. But as I said, at this point, I don't anticipate uh, that we'll need support, but we uh, we always plan for every eventuality. Okay, I've got one more question for you before I let you go, because I'm sure you have a busy day ahead of you. In in uh, a part of your statement uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, you said that you do not look at these vaccines as objects to deliver or a work task to complete, that this every vaccine represents Albertans who need to be protected, not just health, but their livelihoods. You just want to expand on that uh, a little bit before I let you go, because I think really at the end of it, so many of us see this as a way of getting our lives back and getting that economy back up and running and saving people's lives and this is this is this is huge right now in Alberta this is the top of mind of so many people Paul Jalen you're you're absolutely right and I think we all can't wait for the day that we get back to some sort of semblance of normality uh, similar to before the pandemic started Uh, you know first and foremost uh, our aim and I know I know the premier's aim is to uh, is to ensure the health of Albertans um, but of course, the corollary to that is as we protect more and more Albertans, uh, there's more and more opportunity to uh, to reserve, resume sort of uh, normal commerce, uh, normal business, and get back to that uh, that great quality of life that we have here in Alberta. Paul Winnick joining me this afternoon, sir. Always good to talk with you. Uh, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thanks, Dalen, for uh, for having me. Yeah, take care now. Uh, Paul Winnick is uh, the Deputy Minister with Municipal Affairs, and you heard yesterday during that news conference with the Premier, uh, Tyler Shandra, the Minister of Health, and uh, Dr. Hinshaw, that he has been named um, as the the head of the vaccine task force so he is in charge of watching that roll out he says there's many there's many groups involved with this of course alberta health and alberta health services um still new on the job but i know a lot of us are really really interested in going okay how how and where uh do we fall into which phase and we've heard that 
you, we know that the vaccine is going to be offered to those living and, and working in long-term care or supported living first, the healthcare workers and First Nations people on reserve. Phase two is where I think a lot of people are wondering who's going to fall in there. And, and uh, General Winnick wasn't able to to, 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 to answer that question. He says he's not making that decision. Somebody else will. And phase three um, is into the fall when the vaccine is expected to be offered to uh, the rest of Alberta.